The Sixth Book of Orlando Furioso. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Thomas Copeland. Orlando Furioso by Ludovico Ariosto. Translated by Sir John Harrington. Book Six. The Argument. Ginevra fair to Ariadant is given, and he a duke is made that very day. Rogero, if the Griffith horse is driven into Alcina's isle, and there doth stay. A myrtle in the middle, strangely riven, Alcina's frauds doth unto him bewray, of which informed he thence would have departed, but by the way he finds his purpose thwarted. Most wretched he that thinks by doing ill his evil deeds long to conceal and hide, for though the voice and tongues of men be still, by fowls or beasts his sin shall be described, and God oft worketh by his secret will, that sin itself the sinner so doth guide, that of his own accord, without request, he makes his wicked doings manifest. The graceless wight, Duke Polynesso, thought his former fault should sure have been concealed, if that Delinda unto death were brought, by whom alone the same could be revealed. Thus, making worse the thing before was not, he hurt the wound which time perhaps had healed, and weaning with more sin the less demand, he hastened on his well-deserved end, and lost at once his life, his state and friends, and honor too, a loss as great or more. Now, as I said, that unknown knight intends, sith every one to know him sought so sore, and sith the king did promise large amends to show his face which they saw oft before and ariodant most lovely did appear whom they thought dead as you before did hear he whom ginevra woefully did wail he whom lucanio demon to be dead he whom the king and court did so bewail he that to all the realm such care had bred doth live the clown's report in this did fail on which false ground the rumour false was spread. And yet in this the peasant did not mock. He saw him leap down headlong from the rock. But as we see men oft with rash intent are desperate, and do resolve to die, and straight to change that fancy, and repent when unto death they do approach more nigh, so Ariadne to drown himself that meant, now plunged in sea, repented by and by, and being of his limbs able and strong under the shore he swam again ere long and much dispraising in his inward thought this fond conceit that late his mind possessed at last a blind and narrow path him brought all tired and wet to be a hermit's guest with whom to stay in secret sort he sought both that he might his former grief digest and learn the truth if this same clown's report were by Ginevra tain in grief or sport. There first he heard how she conceived such grief as almost brought her life to woeful end. He found of her they had so good belief they thought she would not in such sort offend. He further heard, except she had relief by one that would her innocence defend, it was great doubt Lucanio's accusation would bring her to a speedy condemnation. And look, how love before his heart enraged, so now did wrath inflame, and though he knew well to wreak his harm his brother's life was gauged, he nathless thought his act so foul and cruel, 
that this his anger could not be assuaged unto his flame love found such store of fuel and this the more increased his wrath begun to hear how every one the fight did shun for while lucanio was so stout and wise except it were for to defend the truth men thought he would not so the king despise and hazard life to bring ginevra's ruth which caused every one his friend advised to shun the fight that must maintain untruth but ariodont after long disputation means to withstand his brother's accusation alas quoth he i never shall abide her through my cause to die in woe and pain for danger and for death what may betide be she once dead my life cannot remain she is my saint in her my bliss doth bide her golden rays my eyes light still maintain fall back fall edge and be it wrong or right in her defence i am resolved to fight i take the wrong but yet i'll take the wrong and die i shall yet if i die i care not but then alas by law she dies ere long o oh, cruel laws so sweet a white that spare not yet this small joy i find these griefs among that polynesso to defend her dare not and she shall find how little she was loved of him that to defend her never moved and she shall see me dead there for her sake to whom so great a damage she hath done and of my brother just revengement take i shall by whom this strife was first begun for there at least my death plain proof shall make that he this while a foolish thread hath spun he thinketh to avenge his brother's ill the while himself his brother there shall kill and thus resolved he gets him armor new new horse and all things new that needful been all clad in black a sad and mournful hue and crossed with wreath of yellow and of green a stranger bare his shield that neither knew his master's name nor him before had seen and thus as i before rehearsed disguised he met his brother as he had devised i told you what success the matter had how ariadunt himself did then discover for whom the king himself was even as glad as late before his daughter to recover and since he thought in joyful times and sad no man could show himself a truer lover than he that after so great wrong intended against his brother her to have defended both loving him by his own inclination and prayed thereto by many a lord and knight and chiefly by rinaldo's instigation he gave to ariadant ginevra bright now by the duke's attaint and condemnation albania came to be the king's in right which duchy falling in so lucky hour was given unto the damsel for her dower rinaldo for delinda's pardon prayed who for her error did so sore repent that straight she vowed with honest mind and stayed to live her life in prayer and penitent away she packed nor further time delayed in dacia to a nunnery there she went but to rogero now i must repair that all this while did gallop in the air who though he were of mind and courage stout and would not easily fear or be dismayed yet doubtless now his mind was full of doubt his heart was now appalled and sore afraid far from europa he had travelled out 
and yet his flying horse could not be stayed but passed the pillars twelve score leagues and more pitched there by hercules many years before this griffith horse a bird most huge and rare doth pierce the sky with so great force of wing that with that noble bird he may compare whom poets feign jove's lightning down to bring to whom all other birds inferior are because they take the eagle for their king scarce seemeth from the clouds to go so swift the thunderbolt sent by the lightning's drift when long this monster strange had kept his race straight as a line bending to neither side he spied an island distant little space to which he bends in purpose there to bide much like in semblance was it to the place where arethusa used herself to hide and seeks so long her love to have beguiled till at the last she found herself with child a fairer place they saw not all the while that they had travelled in the air aloft in all the world was not a fairer isle if all the world to find the same were sought here having travelled many a hundred mile rogero by his bird to rest was brought in pastures green and hills with cool fresh air clear rivers shady banks and meadows fair here divers groves there were of dainty shade of palm or orange trees of cedars tall of sundry fruits and flowers that never fade the show was fair the plenty was not small and arbors in the thickest places made where little light and heat came not at all where nightingales did strain their little throats recording still their sweet and pleasant notes amid the lily-white and fragrant rose preserved still fresh by warm and temperate air the fearful hare and coney careless goes the stag with stately head and body fair doth feed secure not fearing any foes that to his damage hither may repair the buck and doe doth feed among the fields as in great store the pleasant forest yields it needless was to bid rogero light when as his horse approached nigh the ground he cast himself out of the saddle quite and on his feet he falleth safe and sound and holds the horse's reins lest else he might fly quite away and not again be found and to a myrtle by the water-side between two other trees his beast he tied and finding thereabout a little brook that near unto the shady mountain stands his helmet from his head forthwith he took his shield from arm his gauntlet from his hands and from the higher places he doth look full oft to sea full oft to fruitful lands and seeks the cool and pleasant air to take that doth among the leaves a murmur make oft with the water of that crystal well he seeks to quench his thirst and swage his heat which his veins inflamed did rise and swell and caused his other parts to fry and sweat well may it seem a marvel that i tell yet will i once again the same repeat he travelled had above three thousand mile and not put off his armour all the while behold his horse he lately tired there among the boughs in shady place to bide strave to go loose and started back for fear and pulls the tree to which the reins were tied in which as by the sequel shall appear a human soul itself did strangely hide with all his strength the steed strives to be lucid by force whereof the myrtle sore was bruised and as an arm of tree from body rent by peasant strength with many a sturdy stroke 
when in the fire the moisture all is spent the empty places filled with air and smoke do boil and strive and find at last a vent when of the brand a shiver out is broke so did the tree strive bend writhe ring and break till at a little hole it thus did speak right courteous knight for so i may you deem and must you call not knowing other name if so you are as gracious as you seem then let your friendly deed confirm the same unloose this monster sent as i esteem to add some farther torment to my shame alas mine inward griefs were such before by outward plagues they need be made no more rogero amazed looked round about if any man or woman he might see at last he was resolved of his doubt he found the voice was of the myrtle tree with which abashed though he were wise and stout he said i humbly pray thee pardon me whether thou be some human ghost or sprite or power divine that in this wood hast right not wilfulness but ignorance did breed thine injury mine error in this case and made me do this unadvised deed by which unwares thy leaves i did deface but let thy speech so far forth now proceed to tell me how thou art that in this place dost dwell in tree amid the desert field as god from hail and tempest thee may shield and if that i for this amends may make or now or after or by pain or art i swear to thee by her and for her sake that holds of me and shall the better part that i shall not surcease all pains to take to work thy joy or to assuage thy smart this said he saw again the myrtle shake and then again he heard that thus it spake sir knight your courtesy doth me constrain to show to you the thing that you desire although i sweat as you may see with pain like greenest boughs upon the flaming fire i will discover unto you her train woe worth the time that ever i came nigh her that did for malice and by magic strange my lively shape to lifeless branches change i was an earl astolfo was my name well known in france in time of war and peace orlando's cousin and rinald's whose fame while time shall last in earth shall never cease of othon king of english isle i came and should succeed him after his decease both comely young careless of worldly pelf to none an enemy but to myself for as we turned from the eastern isles whose banks are worn with surge of indian wave where i and many more with witching wiles were straight enclosed in an hollow cave until orlando did avenge the guiles and found by force a mean his friends to save we westward went upon the shore and sand that lieth on the north side of the land and as we travelled homeward on our way as chance did lead or destiny us drive it was our fortune once on break of day hard by alcina's castle to arrive where she alone to sport herself and play such kind of gins for fishes did contrive that though we saw no net no bait no hook yet still we saw that store of fish she took 
the dolphin strong, the tunny good of paste, the mullet, sturgeon, salmon, princely fish, with porpoise, seals, and thorn-pool, came as fast as she was pleased to command or wish, and still she took of each kind as they passed, some strange for show, some dainty for the dish, the horse-fish, and the huge and monstrous whales, whose mighty members harnessed are with scales. Among the rest, that were too long to count, we saw the fish that men Balina call. Twelve yards above the water did amount his mighty back, the monster is so tall. And for it stood so still, we made account it had been land, but were deceived all. We were deceived, well I may rue the while, it was so huge, we thought it was an isle. I say, this potent witch Alcina took all sorts of fish without or net or aid, but only reading in a little book or mumbling words, I know not what she said. But seeing me, so well she liked my look, that at her sport but little time she stayed, but sought forthwith to trap me by her skill, which straight fell out according to her will. For toward me with pleasant cheer she came, in modest manner and in comely sort, and did with all her speech demurely frame, and prayed me to her lodging to resort. Or if I would be partner of her game, she offered me to show me all the sport and all the kinds of fish in seas that were, some great, some small, some smooth, and some with hair. And if you list a mermaid fair to see, that can with song the raging storms appease at yon same little bank you may quoth she to which we too will safely pass with ease the bank which she pretends to show to me was that same fish the monster of the seas and i that too much loved to adventure upon the fish's back with her did enter my cousins dudon and rinaldo beckoned to draw me thence I heard not what they said, but of their speech and signs I little reckon. I had not wit enough to be afraid. But soon my courage was appalled and weakened. I straight was fain, in vain, to cry for aid. The monstrous fish that seemed to me an isle straight bare me from the shore full many a mile. There was Rinaldo like to have been drowned, who swam to save me, if perhaps he might. But suddenly, of him and of the ground, a misty cloud did take away the sight. Alcina and I, with seas environed round, did travel on that monster all the night. And then, with gracious speeches, she began to give me all the comfort that she can. And thus, at last, to this place we repair, of which by wrong Alcina keeps possession, deposing forcibly the rightful heir, her elder lawful sister, by oppression. The other two, more vicious than fair, are bastards and begotten in transgression. I heard it told, and have it not forgotten, she and Morgana were in incest gotten. And, as their first beginning was of sin, so is their life ungodly and defamed of law nor justice passing not a pin, but like the heifer wanton and untamed. By war they seek their sister's right to win, their elder sister Logistilla named, 
and have so far prevailed with their powers they have of hers about an hundred towers and had ere this time taken all away save that the rest is strongly fenced round for of one side the water stops the way on the other side the vantage of the ground which with a mighty bank doth make a stay much like the english and the scottish bound and yet the bastard sisters do their best and labour still to spoil her of the rest and why because they see her good and holy they hated her because themselves are vicious but to return and tell you of my folly that turned to me so hurtful and pernicious i now again grew somewhat bold and jolly i see no cause to fear or be suspicious and finding she loved me by signs most plain i wholly bent myself to love again when i her dainty members did embrace i deemed then there was none other bliss methought all other pleasures were but base of friends nor kin i had no want nor miss i only wished to stand in her good grace and have excess her coral lips to kiss i thought myself the happiest of all creatures to have a lady of so goodly features and this the more confirmed my joy and pride that toward me she showed such love and care by night and daily i was by her side to do or speak against me no man dare i was her stay i was her house's guide i did command the rest as subjects are she trusted me alone with me she talked with me within she sat without she walked alas why do i open lay my sore without all hope of medicine or relief and call to mind the fickle joy before now being plunged in gulfs of endless grief for while i thought she loved me more and more when as i deemed my joy and bliss was chief her waning love away from me was taken a new guest came the old was clean forsaken then did i find full soon though too too late her wanton wavering wily woman's wit accustomed in a trice to love and hate i saw another in my seat to sit her love was gone foregone my happy state the mark is missed that i was wont to hit and i had perfect knowledge then ere long that to a thousand she had done like wrong and lest that they about the world might go and make her wicked life and falsehood known in diverse places she doth them bestow so as abroad they shall not make their moan some into trees amid the field that grow some into beasts and some into a stone in rocks or rivers she doth hide the rest as to her cruel fancy seemeth best and you that are arrived by steps so strange to this unfortunate and fatal isle although in youthful sports a while you range and though alcina favour you a while although you little look for any change although she friendly seem on you to smile yet look no less but changed at last to be into some brutish beast some stone or tree thus though perhaps my labour is but lost yet have i given you good and plain advice who can themselves beware by others cost may be accounted well among the wise the waves that my poor ship so sore hath tossed you may avoid by heed and good device 
which if you do then your success is such as many others could not do so much rogero did with much attention hear astolfo's speech and by his name he knew to bradamant he was of kindred near which made him more his woeful state to rue and for her sake that loved him most dear to whom from him all love again was due he sought to bring him aid and some relief at least with comfort to assuage his grief which having done he asked him again the way that would to logistilla guide for were it by the hills by dale or plain he thither meant forthwith to run or ride astolfo answered it would ask much pain and many a weary journey he should bide because to stop this way alcina sets a thousand kinds of hindrances and lefts for as the way itself is very steep not passable without great toil and pain so she that in her mischief doth not sleep doth make the matter harder to attain by placing men of arms the way to keep of which she hath full many in her train rogero gave astolfo many thanks for giving him this warning of her pranks and leading then the flying horse in hand not daring yet to mount a beast so wild lest as before i made you understand he might the second time have been beguiled he means to go to logistilla's land a virtuous lady chaste discreet and mild and to withstand alcina tooth and nail that upon him her force might not prevail but well we may commend his good intent though missing that to which he did aspire who judgeth of our actions by the vent i wish they long may want their most desire for though rogero to resist her meant and feared her as children fear the fire yet was he taken to his hurt and shame even as the fly is taken in the flame for going on his way behold he spies a house more stately than can well be told whose walls do seem exalted to the skies from top to bottom shining all of gold a sight to ravish any mortal eyes it seemed some alchemist did make this hold the walls seemed all of gold but yet i trow all is not gold that makes a golden show now though this stately sight did make him stay yet thinking on the danger him foretold he left the easy and the beaten way that leadeth to this rich and stately hold and to her house where virtue bears the sway he bends his steps with all the haste he could but ere he could ascend the mountain's top a crew of caitiffs sought his way to stop a foul deformed a brutish cursed crew in body like to antique work devised of monstrous shape and of an ugly hue like masking matachinas all disguised some look like dogs and some like apes in view some dreadful look and some to be despised young shameless folk and doting foolish aged some naked some drunk some bedlam like enraged one rides in haste a horse without a bit another rides as slow an ass or cow a third upon a centaur's rump doth sit a fourth would fly with wings but knows not how the fifth doth for a spear employ a spit sixth blows a blast like one that gelds a sow some carry ladders others carry chains some sit and sleep while others take the pains the captain of this honourable band with belly swollen and puffed blubbered face 
because for drunkenness he could not stand, upon a tortoise rode a heavy pace. His sergeants all were round about at hand, each one to do his office in his place. Some wipe the sweat, with fan some make a wind, some stay him up before and some behind. Then one of these that had his feet and breast of manlike shape, but like unto a hound in ears, in neck and mouth, and all the rest, doth utter barking words with courage sound, part to command and partly to request the valiant knight to leave the higher ground, and to repair unto Alcina's castle, or else they too for mastery must wrestle. This monster, seeing his request denied, strake at Rogero's beaver with a lance, but he that could no such rude jests abide, with Balisarda smote him in the paunch. Out came the sword a foot on the other side, with which he led his fellow such a dance, that some hopped headless, some cut by the knees, and some their arms and some their ears did lease. In vain it was their targets to oppose against the edge of his enchanted blade. No steel had forced to bear those fatal blows, unto the quick the sword a passage made, but yet with numbers they do him enclose, their multitude his force did overlay. He needs at least Briarius hundred arms to foil the foes that still about him swarms. Had he remembered to unfold the shield Atlanta carried at his saddle-bow, he might have quickly overcome the field and caused them all, without receiving blow, like men dismayed and blind themselves to yield. But he perhaps that virtue did not know, or if he did, perhaps he would disdain, where force did fail by fraud his will to gain. But being full resolved not to yield unto such beasts, but ere he parted thence he would his carcass leave amid the field, and manfully would die in his defence, then, lo, good hap that fails the forward seld, provided him a mean to rid him hence. There came two ladies, either like a queen, and each of them most stately to be seen. For each of them an unicorn did ride, as white as lilies or unmolten snow, and each of them was decked with so great pride as might most richly set them forth to show. But each of them was so divinely eyed, would move a man in love with them to grow, and each of them in all points was so choice, as in their sight a man would much rejoice. Then both of them unto the meadow came, whereas Rogero fought with all that rout, and both of them those brutish beasts did blame that sought to harm a knight so strong and stout. Rogero, blushing now with modest shame, thanked them that had of danger helped him out, and straight consented with those ladies fair unto Alcina's castle to repair. Those ornaments that do set forth the gate, embossed a little bigger than the rest, all are enriched with stones of great estate, the best and richest growing in the east. In parted quadrants, with a seemly rate, the columns diamonds, as may be guessed, I say not whether counterfeit or true, but shine they did like diamonds in view. About these stately pillars and between are wanton damsels gadding to and fro, and as their age, so are their garments green. The black ox hath not yet trod on their toe. Had virtue with that beauty tempered been, it would have made the substance like the show. These maids, with courteous speech and manners nice, welcome Rogero to this paradise. 
if so I may a paradise it name where love and lust have built their habitation, where time well spent is counted but a shame, no wise staid thought, no care of estimation, nor naught but courting, dancing, play and game, disguised clothes, each day a sundry fashion. No virtuous labor doth this people please, but nice apparel, belly cheer, and ease. Their air is alway temperate and clear, and wants both winter storms and summer's heat, as though that April lasted all the year. Some one by fountain's side doth take his seat, and there with faded voice and careless cheer, some sonnet made of love he doth repeat, some others otherwhere with other fashions describe unto their loves their loving passions and cupid then the captain of the crew triumphs upon the captives he hath got and more and more his forces to renew supplies with fresh the arrows he hath shot with which he hits his level is so true and wounds full deep although it bleedeth not this is the place to which rogero went and these the things to which our youth is bent. Then straight a stately steed of color bay, well-limbed and strong, was to Rogero brought, and decked with fair caparison most gay, with gold and pearl and jewels richly wrought, the Griffith horse, that while unto obey the spur and bit was by Atlanta taught, because his journey long required rest, was carried to a stable to be dressed. The ladies fair that had the knight defended from that same wicked and ungracious band which, as you heard at large, before pretended Rogero's passage stoutly to the stand, told now Rogero how they had intended, because his value great they understand, of him to crave his furtherance and aid against their foe that made them oft afraid. There is, quoth they, a bridge amid our way, to which we are already very nigh, where one Eryphala doth all she may to damage and annoy the passers-by. A giantess she is, she lives by prey, her fashions are to fight, deceive, and lie, her teeth be long, her visage rough with hair, her nails be sharp and scratching like a bear. The harm is great this monster vile doth do, to stop the way that but for her were free. She spills and spoils, she cares not what nor who, that grief to hear and pity is to see. And for to add more hatred hereunto, know this, that all yon monsters you did see are to this monster either sons or daughters, and live like her by robberies and slaughters. Rogero thus in courteous sort replied, Fair ladies, gladly i accept your motion if other service i may do beside you may command i stand at your devotion for this i wear this coat and blade well tried not to procure me riches or promotion but to defend from injury and wrong all such as have their enemies too strong the ladies did rogero greatly thank as well deserved so stout and brave a knight that proffered at the first request so frank against the giantess for them to fight now they drew nigh unto the river's bank, whereas Eryphala came out in sight. But they that in this story take some pleasure may hear the rest of it at further leisure. End of Book Six